It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. As introduced by my next guest, Representative Brian Babin, H.R. 28, specifying that federal funds allocated for COVID-19 response efforts may not in general be used for abortions. Current law, specifically language that has historically been included in certain appropriations bills, commonly referred to as the Hyde Amendment, which generally prohibits the use of federal funds for abortions. There are, of course, there is a debate in this country, and there are many Americans who have a deeply held belief, and tax dollars should not be used for abortion support. The Hyde Amendment, just for full clarity, restricts federal funding from supporting abortions, except in instances of rape, incest, or to save the life of the mother. Representative Babin joins me now. Uh, Brian, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, This is a tough one with the Democrats in charge in the House. Uh, What are the chances of getting your amendment through? Well, the chances I'm going to have to be very truthful with you are very, very slim. Uh, David, good to be with you this morning, uh, today. And uh, I just want to just tell you that uh, with the flurry of of executive orders that have come out of this uh, new administration under President Biden, uh, they are trying to roll back the Hyde Amendment, as you just uh, described it. And uh, uh, they're they're uh, they're coming up with more packages, uh, trillions more uh, for COVID-19 related health care response. And uh, this bill simply will try to give Hyde protections to these COVID funds so that we don't have, uh, uh, you know, taxpayers' money paying for abortions. And, uh, you know, I'm very proud to have a number of co-sponsors on this bill. And my good friend, uh, former House member, now new Senator Roger Marshall, who is a OB-GYN uh, a physician, uh, is going to be introducing this and carrying it through the Senate. Uh, so, the chances of it passing with, uh, you know, with a, with a majority under under the the Democrats who who are absolutely against any any kind of uh, pro life and sanctity of life movement at all uh, are, are are fairly slim, I, I will admit. But we cannot allow them to get away with this without pushing back and trying to save the lives of of, of the unborn, uh, especially from uh, taxpayer funded abortions, which really goes against the grain and the deeply held beliefs of many, many Americans. Is there any, any chance? And, you know, when you think about the Mexico City policy, right, that, that's another one the administration has rolled back. Uh, taxpayer dollars in America, you know, call it, for lack of a better term, commingled funds, those who are uh, pro-life and those who are not, those who may not even have a view on it. But the simple principle that as individuals, our individual rights and beliefs are protected, and that's why federal funds, which are commingled funds from all taxpayers, should not go to things where there is a, let's call it a large, if not a majority amount of Americans who are against that belief. Has that kind of logic just gone from this administration, Brian? It, it sure seems to be like that, uh, David. It's, it's incredible. Uh, the speed and rapidity with which uh, this this administration has come forth with these with these uh, executive orders, uh, 
uh, in just such a short period of time. We really did not expect that. And on everything, not just not just on the pro-life movement, but on, on oil and gas and, and, and the border and and just on and on. Uh, and, and, of course, they're, they're coming up with a $1.9 trillion uh, new package, which uh, they're trying to ram through. Uh, and uh, you know what? We just uh, they've made clear that they're going to do anything to continue to fund abortions with uh, with taxpayer dollars. And and they're going to try to take advantage of funds that are meant to relieve suffering from the pandemic uh, and yet uh, go against uh, the deeply held beliefs, as I as I and you said uh, earlier, uh, of millions of Americans. And so, uh, you know, 57 percent of Americans oppose using taxpayer dollars to fund abortions. And uh, they're, uh, the Democrats, uh, their they're calls to abolish the Hyde Amendment and their continuous uh, uh, attempts to, to enforce taxpayer-funded abortions just demonstrate how far out of touch they are uh, with the will of the American people. You know, is it, then I guess it's fair to say that the great unifier Joe Biden claimed he would be is demonstrated as not true in this. Uh, your fellow Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler from Missouri's 4th District uh, made what I think is a good point on all of this and even another angle to this debate uh the money angle the profitable angle that there are abortion organizations that may exploit uh this relief bill for financial gain aka the funding of their operations whether by referring or or carrying out an abortion that's right you know, the old saying, follow the money, well, this is it. And there's a lot of money to be had here with the trillions that have been, uh, you know, uh, given to the uh, pandemic relief, uh, especially here in the United States, uh, and continuing, uh, continuing, as I said, the $1.9 package that they've got now. Uh, and you can follow that money. And, and organizations like Planned Parenthood, uh, many others, uh, the agenda that the Democrats have, as I just spoke a few seconds ago about, uh, this is a source of money that will enrich and line the pockets of these individuals and these associations and organizations. And when 57% of Americans don't want that happening, then I think that we need to sit up and take notice. And I don't understand why the the, the left uh, the Democratic Party, and uh, let's face it, David, the, the, the radical left is controlling this party now. It's not your grandpa's uh, Democrat Party anymore. Uh, this is the way they believe. And, uh, you know, we've got 62 million unborn children who have been eliminated uh, over the, you know, since uh, since Roe v. Wade was passed. And it's time, I'm telling you, this this separates uh, you know, I think those who have uh, have a heart and soul from those who don't. Uh, when you when you when you have no sanctity of life, and you know the uh, the the Declaration of Independence, it said it. Uh, we're all endowed with a certain unalienable rights, and the first one it mentions is the right to life. And that's what we need to remember. Uh, changing gears slightly, but just another part of what's going on in Washington, D.C. Now, my guest, uh, Representative Brian Babin from Texas 36 District, I'll use a number and then uh, give you the question. That number, 
5,593. 5,593 pages of an appropriations bill. It, when outside here in America, we look, I don't care whether you're a talk show host, truck driver, farm worker, welder, or Wall Street CEO, or anywhere in between, no matter what collar or not collar you wear, we're looking at D.C. and saying, what's going on here? How, how do we get to these ridiculous size Christmas tree convoluted packages and is there any hope this is going to change or is this what we're in for until something changes in washington dc predominantly i guess with or at least first uh, with hope that there's a party change or control change well there's no question about it david and for the next two years uh we're going to continue to see that and uh uh, and I will say this, too, because uh, we are not without blame ourselves as Republicans. Uh, but I can tell you it's a lot better situation uh, when Republicans can control uh, the the agendas of the House and the Senate, uh, especially when we have a president that will sign bills that will roll back a lot of this red tape, a lot of this uh, bureaucracy that and, and the creation of of massive bills like you had this, I, this is the reason I voted against the last spending package. It was just, it, we, we were given it. It was over a thousand pages. We had, we had less than three hours to read it. Uh, it was full of, uh, there was some good stuff in there, uh, but there was a, there was a lot of bad stuff in there as well. And so uh, just, just as you just mentioned, uh, it's probably going to continue for the next two years, but we're going to push back. And I think that the American people see the difference the, uh, the huge contrast between the the vision of the Republican Party versus that of the of the of the uh, uh, current Democratic Party uh, and the platform that the Republicans have. And uh, while we have internal, you know, some some squabbles, but we're all free agents. Uh, those of us who who serve Republican districts in this country, uh, I, I think you you will see more of a traditional values, a Christian, Judeo-Christian platform and foundation that we believe in, a strong military and, and uh, a viable, I mean, let's, let's face it, just a year ago, a year ago, uh, up until next month, uh, we had the best economy we had seen in this nation in 70 years. And, uh, and after these, uh, these flurry of, of executive orders that have come out of this, uh, this Biden administration, I represent more uh, petrochemical refining facilities. I'm the ep- I, my, my district is the epicenter of energy right there uh, in southeast Texas, from Houston over to uh, Beaumont, Port Arthur. Uh, and in just the stroke of a pen, Biden has eliminated tens of thousands of jobs, and over the long haul, it could be millions of jobs in, in destroying the Keystone uh, possibility of a Keystone pipeline and, and implementation of, of much of the Green New Deal that he wants. And it doesn't make any sense whatsoever because we're going to become more dependent upon foreign oil, which is dirtier than our oil, and it's not drilled and produced under the stringent regula- regulations for anti-pollution that the, Americans, uh, the, the American companies do. And then you've got to transport it, and you've got to spend money and, and fossil fuels uh, with either marine transportation, rail, or truck. The safest thing to use for that type of transportation of that type of product is pipelines. And yet this president, how it doesn't make any sense. 
is eliminated that and eliminated really about 9,000 very, very good union jobs. These are Democrats. It doesn't make any sense, David. Well, it certainly does not. And good luck to those in your district who are now literally packing up their lunch pails, hotels losing businesses, restaurants losing businesses, and families wondering how they're going to get through all of this. Representative Brian Babin from Texas 36. Thank you, sir. Thank you, David. God bless. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.